The Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and it is great to be back with the legendary Brian McCarthy. Brian uh, and I are reunited back on the air. And it feels so good. (laughs) There you go. In fact, some people were starting to wonder, A, if there really was a Brian McCarthy. They were starting to wonder if Brian McCarthy and I were actually the same person. And you know what that sets up is a whole set of, uh, of uh, misunderstandings and circumstances that might actually lead to you one day needing a defense attorney. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Especially if people think that you're me. Then, oh, that's uh, then, tr- that is true. Then you would definitely need a defense attorney, and you would probably need one of the best defense attorneys in town. Uh, luckily, we have him, and he's on the line. Joel Brodsky, how are you doing, brother? Good, good. I, I see the check cleared, so you're saying them the best there is. That's great. There you go. Hey, uh, it's great to have you on the show. And, you know, here's uh, here's uh, something else uh, to look forward to. You are the very first guest on Kelly Truth Squad TV, KTS TV, coming to a national uh, cable network uh, in May. Wow, about that, that. in May, that's, absolutely. That's right, Maureen uh, Aluni, the legendary Maureen Aluni here uh, in the studio with us as well. And uh, and Joel, uh, I I got a chance to to see the uh, you know obviously the the episode what was originally considered a pilot or a demo as they say in the industry is that right, Maureen? Absolutely. Um, and the the network loved it, and uh, we will flipped be making over it, actually they flipped over it. We're going to be making that announcement. Um, you know, in the in the next uh, week or so, right? Uh, uh, where people are going to be able to see that, and uh, and the great thing about it is that uh, when when we are finally inducted into the Museum of Broadcast Communications, and they have that whole long you know explanation of of you know the Kelly Truth Squad, how it started out as a blog, how it uh, came to uh, communities at WashingtonTimes.com. Did I say that right, Maureen? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it became a radio show, and then it became a TV show, Joel Brodsky will always be right there in the history of that uh, of that induction ceremony. I am honored. <clears throat> Absolutely honored. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, here's the deal. You are no stranger to these high-profile uh, cases, I guess uh, criminal defense-style uh, cases. Um, and uh, when I say high-profile, I mean we're talking Burnham and Bailey high-profile. <laughs> am I right? Well, so one of yeah, certainly the Peterson cases did was a circus for a long time. That's for sure. That is for sure. I mean, you had a client in Drew uh, Peterson is uh, the the client yeah. that we're talking about, yeah. who um, he was he was literally not only was he in front of every camera in town, he was videotaping himself doing interviews with the press, if I recall. That, that's true. That's, that's true. Everybody wanted to look at uh, what it would look like from his perspective, uh-huh. and he wanted to show them, and uh, it, was, uh, it was an interesting interesting uh, period. <laughs> I, I believe you. Andy Warhol, literally, his head would have exploded if he had uh, somehow witnessed that media frenzy uh, surrounding your client, Drew Peterson. Um, and I have a feeling that we are on the threshold now of another such case that will, you know, be, I guess, considered probably, um, you know, I'll, let's just go ahead and write the, the, the headline now, you know, the, the trial of the century, the, uh, the Zimmer, Zimmerman case. Certainly at least the trial of the year when it, when it eventually does come. 
Yes. Uh, there, there's no question about that. It's going to, and, and Florida seems to, uh, to to be a place for these. They had the uh, Casey Anthony case, and sure. now they got this one. It's, uh, you know, going to be, uh, I don't know what it is about Florida that attracts these cases, but they certainly got a bunch of them. You know, uh, that is, uh, I guess that is uh, another subject of speculation, what it is about Florida uh, that could possibly have uh, have somehow, because there there's no, there's no, um, shortage of murder, uh, or, you know, cases, people have being being killed in a violent, uh, manner in the city of Chicago. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about the, uh, something going on in Florida with the press tends to get, you know, more interested. Obviously there's plenty, if the press wants to spotlight a case, you know, uh, there's more than enough cases <laughs> going around. Yes. Uh, why are they focusing on cases in, 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 um, in Florida? I don't know, uh, but maybe it's the weather. Who knows? But yeah. it's, uh, it's something, and um, it's it, you know maybe there is something there to look at. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are horrific, violent crimes that are conducted in the city of Chicago on a daily basis. Many of which result in in death. Um, why do you suppose? I mean, first of all, just do you have any real, you know, theory as to why this Zimmerman case has attracted national media and obviously these national uh, political or you know some might say civil rights activists? Well, it's a good question, and and I do have a, a theory on that. It, it has to do with the media. Uh, Florida is one of the first states that allowed uh, cameras in the courtroom. Ah. Um, and uh, media people know uh, that you know that it's all about the video. It's all about getting the picture. You know, sure. you got a great story, but you don't have video, you don't get on TV. Uh, I think that media tends to concentrate on criminal cases in states where they know that they're going to be able to broadcast the uh, the, the actual trial because you know, in, in doing, uh, they invest a lot of money in these stories. That the cost of bringing out a satellite truck is, is a lot. It's tremendous, and just for one day. So if they're going to make that type of investment in a story, they want to make sure it's in a story that's going to have legs, so to speak. And it's going to, and I, that's where I think they concentrate in Florida, where there's a lot more open. Um, the laws allow them access to almost every record involved. Where if they did in Illinois, uh, they cannot get the discovery. They cannot get uh, rarely. And now they now it's changed a little bit. They can get maybe a camera in the courtroom, maybe. Uh, but in Florida, they have absolute right to access, and uh, and I think that's really why it's because the press has access to all the colorful, you know, uh, documents and photographs. Okay, so we are truly going to see an over-the-top circus atmosphere uh, surrounding this oh, case, without question. I mean, I, and I'm really sorry to to hear that because this is a case, the Zimmerman case, is is a is a case of. Of simple of a it's a tragedy. It's not really a criminal. It's not a criminal case as much as it's just a, tra- a tragedy uh, for everybody that that was involved for the Zimmerman, for the Martins, for everybody. Uh, you know, the, it just um, and it really didn't have to get to this level, but because of the media, I think the media stirring it up, and for, because of the media uh, seeing that there was a great story here, it did tend to get. Uh, blown into a circus but you see that's just it i mean let's let's drill down why is it a great story in in chicago for example we had uh um a teenage girl kelly o'laughlin she, she was stabbed to death in her in in the living room of her home mm-hmm. um this was a one-day story kelly o'laughlin uh dead 
forgotten. No rallies, no protests, no uh, uh, no national media. Um, you know, the, her killer. I we don't even know where. Uh, for all we know, he's back on the street. Uh, he was. Uh, he was. He was. Uh, he's been in and out of. Uh, jail or prison or whatever the case may be, and uh, for all we know, he's back out on the street now. Why? Why isn't there a? Uh, why aren't people trying to hunt him down, track him down, find out uh, what you know? What punishment? Uh, crying for justice for Kelly O'Loughlin. Why? Why don't Absolutely. we see that? Well, I mean, clearly the uh, you know there was there's there's always a twist. Of the um, there's always something in there for in the Zimmer and Zimmerman and Martin. It's the, clearly the the racial aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know in. You know, using for example in the in uh, Peterson, it was the uh, fact that there was a you know older man with a younger wife. They're always looking for something you know that uh, that you know gets people emotional. Mm. Um, you know that that's you know going to appeal to the to the baser instincts because that's what sells newspapers. That's what gets you to tune in. See, uh, and, and uh, it, it's and, and that's but it's also because of that. That's what that's what the most Dangerous cases for the media to be involved in are one where emotions are high. Because okay. emotions, you know, the, the whole idea of having a court system where uninvolved and uninterested parties, you know, uh, rationally look at the facts and try to figure out what happened, is you try to remove emotion from the situation. And and unfortunately, what the what what the because emotion sells, yes, you know. Uh, they tend to find the cases, they tend to focus on the cases and inject emotion where it really shouldn't be. And that, I think, is perfectly evident in what happened in, in the Zimmerman case. Yes. There was no way in the world, and, you know, and we who toil daily in the criminal justice system all know that uh, second-degree murder or um, non-capital murder, it's, 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 um, it's not the charge that should have been brought. It, it's a manslaughter. It's a negligent homicide. Uh, if you were going to bring any charge against Zimmerman, it was a negligent homicide. You know that he, you know, um, he thought, think maybe he thought he, he had the right to self-defense, or that, but it clearly was an unreasonable thought. At least that would be the allegation, and and, um, and so it would have been a negligent homicide, not a murder case. Why do you think uh, but because of the the media hype, uh, you know, he's facing, he's been overcharged, and an addition, you know, an injustice may very well be done. Okay, so so they brought this uh, second degree murder charge. Um, why, I, why why do you suppose they did? Well, you know, I was thinking about that. Uh, my, you know, this this prosecutor uh, who was uh, they appointed to do the the case, uh, Miss Corey. That uh, uh, was taught at least immediately. He said she had a reputation for being fair. I, I didn't know if that was true or not. Um, and then I did a little, after the charges brought, I did a little more looking into her. She's a lady who was fired uh, from the state's attorney's office uh, because she had some problems. They, uh, people were complaining about her being, you know, overbearing, boisterous, you know, so, go flying into rages and such. So she was terminated. I see. Uh, what she did in result of that was uh, run for state's attorney in that county and get elected as the state's attorney. Ah. Um, so this is a person. This, this person is uh, a political animal. Mm. Uh, you know, she uh, she's a political being, uh, and I think that unfortunately uh, she injected politics into this decision. Okay. Uh, charging uh, Trayvon, I mean, charging Zimmerman uh, with murder is going to help win her a lot of votes, uh, but it's it's not going to. Um, 
not it's not the right thing to do. Um, these are decisions that you know need to be made. You know, well, that's why she didn't even want to take it to a grand jury. If you huh. know. She filed on an information, you know, which 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 avoids the grand jury process, and. Um, so you know, she that clearly with me was an indication that this was a political decision uh, by somebody who's worried about votes rather than uh, a criminal justice professional. What do you uh, think would have make the right decision based on the law? What do you think would have happened had it gone to a grand jury? Would that stand your ground law been sufficient to just have them say, "Well, tragedy uh, be as it you know you know as it is." Um, we cannot prosecute based on the law that is on the books. Yeah, I mean, well, the grand jury was probably would probably have uh, taken a great look at, at what happened. Uh, you know, and maybe uh, grand jury would, would have returned an indictment of first degree. Ah. I mean, of uh, of manslaughter. Okay. You know, I mean, they could have done that uh, if they wanted, to, or they could have refused to return an indictment. But uh, you know, she couldn't do that. Now uh, they brought the information, the charge and information. Uh, without a grand jury, a judge is going to have to determine whether or not there's probable cause, but that's a very low standard. And what judge is going to throw out this charge? You know, not, okay. not a judge is going to want to be reelected, that's for sure. So, um, so really, know. this could. So, so amazingly enough, this is. It really sounds like this really comes down to politics on every score, whether you're talking prosecutor, judge. Um, you know the the headlines uh, in the newspapers in Chicago. Uh, literally, the, it was a one-word headline: murder. Yeah, murder. Look, absolutely. And <laughs> what we have here, you look at the the founding fathers of the United States, a couple, bunch of pretty sharp guys. I mm-hmm. think. You know, they put in the, the United States Constitution that a charge has to be brought by a jury. A, um, and they also. Um, Said I mean, by grand jury, you can't. There is no such thing as an. You know, you have to go to the grand jury in the in the federal system. And second of all, um, uh, you know that uh, judges have a lifetime appointment. In other words, they're not susceptible to politics or political influence. Got it. So you know, we unfortunately in the state level, we don't have those protections in a lot of states. Especially, it looks like Florida, uh, and uh, and that's unfortunate. You know, the founding fathers. Thought we should, that citizens should have that protection. That citizens on a grand jury should be able to protect citizens who are accused from prosecutors who are, uh, you know, going beyond what they should be doing. That's the whole purpose of a grand jury. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, hopefully there's going to be a jury sooner or later that's going to look at this, and hopefully that jury will, uh, you know, do the right thing. What do you think is the strongest aspects uh, aspect of the prosecution's case? Well, there's a dead body, and he was unarmed. I mean, there you go. Uh, that's clearly a problem. You know, if there wasn't a gun involved, if, there was, if the gun wasn't brought to, into this fight, uh, if uh, Zimmerman was unarmed, all you would have had is the police come upon two morons rolling in the grass. Right. And one with maybe a busted nose, the other one with a cut lip, and, you know, so so what, you know? Right. But uh, you know the uh, you know the bringing the gun into the fight was what really you know uh, made turn this into a tragedy. Well, then, what's the weakest uh, part of the prosecution's case? Uh, Zimmerman is uh, you know first of all, what what appears to be is that uh, you know uh, clearly uh, from what I've seen in the police reports, Martin you know took a swing at Zimmerman and was on top of him, and uh, you know uh, nobody really has the right to put their hands on anybody else. Okay. So I mean that's the problem that the state's going to have to deal with. Plus the fact in the murder charge, they're going to have to show that, you know, Zimmerman had a complete disregard for human life, uh, you know, and let me, and 
apparently he's got they've been on TV a bunch of character witnesses who say that this is not this is not a bad guy. This is you know this is somebody who's a you know a loving, caring human being who you know made a mistake. Right. Uh, you don't put people in jail for 25 years for a mistake. I mean, maybe if that mistake causes a death, they do a few years in jail. Couple, two, three. There's a dead person. I mean, obviously. Sure. You know. The, the, but yeah. You the, know, not uh, not no, not for 20, 30 years. No, not right. for life. Yeah, the fact that he was a neighborhood watch volunteer, I guess that kind of cuts both ways in the eyes of you know, depending on who's you know who you ask. On the one hand, that would mean that he is a very committed. Uh, person who wants to keep the neighborhood safe. Uh, you know, on the other, maybe someone else might look at that and say, here's a person who clearly has an agenda and, a, and some type of chip on his shoulder and, w- and is looking for trouble. Right. But even that, it's not, that's not the depraved mind. That's just, you know, negligence. Right. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's what manslaughter is. You know, and, and then we all, obviously, we have a jury uh, issue here. I mean, it, you know, everybody's going to be thinking about Rodney King, you know, right. and the jury saying, if we don't convict them, you know, it's unfortunate that all this gets kind of um, injected into a case that doesn't deserve this type of attention. Sure. You know, I always find it very interesting when you have people who say that if there isn't justice for their, you know, their, if they don't get their definition of justice, then they're going to go out and commit violence. That's, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of a strange, uh, uh, I guess some people would say hypocrisy involved in that, uh, that logic, that thinking. That's true, but there's you know, no shortage of morons in the world. So, <laughs> well, then, what would now? What, now, what do you think if this uh, goes to trial? What, would you want to make a prediction right now? A conviction? Uh, I'd have to see more of the evidence. Really, I sure. Mean, there's a lot of forensics in a case like this. You know, for example, uh, you know um, where were the? You know, what was the crime scene? What if if this Mart if Trayvon Martin was? Um, you know, had tea and Skittles, a, bo- a glass of uh, tea and or a bottle of tea and bag of Skittles in his hand, where were those dropped in relation to, um, you know, in relation to where they found his body, you know, because that, did he, that will show if he dropped it and attacked Zimmerman, or if they were, you know, if they didn't come out of his hands uh, until he was, uh, you know, involved in an altercation. Sure. You know, there's a lot of things to look at and look and analyze before I could, you know, I mean, if I can take a one from the hip, yes. one from the hip would say that, um, uh, Manslaughter is a lesser included defense uh, of uh, murder, so you know that the jury could always, you know, he could be tried for murder but found guilty of manslaughter. Hmm. And if I was going to come up with a with a uh, with a prediction, I would say that would be it. At this point, knowing very little, or very not very little, but at least little about the actual facts. As someone who has absolute experience in this. Very, you know, one of the handful of people who has great experience in with this type of a case. What would you advise George Zimmerman now? Uh, what would you say to him if you uh, if uh, if he asked for your uh, your counsel? On my, this? my humble advice, uh, I would tell him that you know the tradition in a high profile case like this, the traditional uh, don't you know just stay silent, and don't talk to anybody. Uh, it won't work. Uh, he needs to get out there. Uh, wow. I mean, obviously, don't talk about the details of the charges or what happened uh, on the night that uh, the Mr. Martin was killed. But other than that, you know, get out and show people, you know, what he's about and who he is. Let them, you know, personalize yourself with these, with the potential, with with the people, you know, so that the jurors won't go into the jury room thinking that you're a monster. Very interesting. Having only heard one side of the story, 
and uh, and that's what he needs to do. He needs some you know to kind of get out there and um, call manage the media, but he sure. needs to get out there and let people you know get get out, get people see who he actually really is. You know? Very interesting. Uh, and then and then you know he's going to have to listen to his lawyer and pay hire a good lawyer, and that's it. Joel Brodsky, uh, uh, any, he, yeah. Uh, I'm, I just got an email, uh, so I have, <laughs> I have to run. But um, I mean, don't tell me, is it from is it from uh, uh, George Zimmerman? No, 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 oh. no, no. Uh, it's not. I think uh, there may have been a decision in Peterson, and I need to really. Look at it, so well, yep. we will definitely. Would you so like there to? There is. Give me a call tomorrow. We'll discuss it. Would you like to read me that email now? Yeah, it says, it says there's a decision. Oh, my gosh. We will definitely have you back to discuss that and many other stories. Uh, Joel Brodsky, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us on the Truth Squad tonight. It's my great pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. And we will be back with more Kelly Truth Squad after this. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next.